Recording on Boker. Boker Tov, good morning. We are here at Kehilat Shifte Yisrael in Ranana on Zoom and in person studying and starting Masechet Sukkah Daf Bet Amud Aleph. Masechet Sukkah is part of Seder Moed. It's one of the one of the Chagim, one of the Masechta that we study within Seder Moed. And uh, and the, the, the Masechet is, uh, is structured very interestingly that we start focusing, the first two prakim are going to focus on the mitzvah of the sukkah itself, building a sukkah, how to build a sukkah, the structure, the requirements. Afterwards, we are going to focus on the mitzvah, the dalad minin, lav, etrov, hadas, arava. So why do we start in this order? If you look in the Torah itself, it says explicitly in the Torah that you should take the uh, the dalad minim, and only afterwards does it mention anything about the uh, about sitting in a sukkah. So why does the Gemara switch it around? So Rav Levi Yitzchak Mibardichov, the great Hasidic Rebbe, student of the Magid of Mezrich, he explains as follows: that with every chag, there is an element. Uh, on the one hand, we focus on what Hashem wants from us, and Hashem focuses on Am Yisrael. So, uh, for example, you have chag matzot, chag pesach. Okay, uh, so we call it, uh, you know, basically there, there's something that Hashem does for us. And there's something that we that we do. We focus on Hashem. He focuses on us. So when it comes to Chag Pesach and the Chag Matzot, that Chag Pesach is the way that Hashem calls the uh, calls the Chag. He's the one who, uh, you know, who jumped over, who's kofet, who jumped over our homes. Whereas Chag Matzot is what we do. We take the Matzot and we eat it to remember this uh, this experience. The same thing is true here with Sukkot. We uh, we remember what Hashem did for us. Okay, Hashem protected us. Okay, He gave us a Sukkah, and uh, and then we take the Dalad Minim, which is to show our thanks and appreciation, our Hoda'ah to to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we start with the uh, with the Sukkah. That's one explanation. Of why we start with uh, with the building of the sukkah, a more practical explanation is brought down by the Aruch Laner. The Aruch Laner explains that when it comes to Sukkot itself, we actually begin with building the sukkah first. Chronologically, we build the sukkah. Why we build the sukkah before Sukkot starts? Only one Sukkot starts, so we actually take the Dalad Minim. So, from a chronological standpoint, we uh, we build the sukkah first, and this connects to a very interesting idea that is brought down in the Achronim, and that is that. There's a possible, there's a, there's a possibility that building the sukkah itself, not just sitting in the sukkah, sitting in the sukkah is certainly a mitzvah. What about building the sukkah? The Yerushalmi mentions that a person is supposed to make a bracha when they build a sukkah. When they build a sukkah, we don't do that halacha l'maseh. We don't. And we only also say shachianu when we first sit in the sukkah. But there is an opinion that suggests that building the sukkah is part of the mitzvah. It's a hechsher mitzvah. It's a preparatory stage to sit in the sukkah. And that itself is a mitzvah. And so the Aruch Laner explains, listen, it makes sense that we're going to start with, masa, with the building of the sukkah first. Because that comes before the taking of the Dalad Minim, which happens on Chag itself. Correct, correct. Nachon, But even the building, even the preparation is a mitzvah itself. So with that introduction, we will start Masachat Sukkah. That Benamunalaf Sukkah, Shehi Gvoha Lemaala Me'esrim Amah Psula. We have a Sukkah which is taller than 20 Amot. It is psula. Now, most people in their homes don't build a sukkah this uh, over 20 amot. And amma, this is the measurement of an amma. 20 of these is actually quite high. But I do remember once going to, I think it was the Bub of Sukkah mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in Brooklyn. 
for a, uh, you know, for the Simchat uh, Beda Shoeva. And it was it was quite high. Okay, I, I don't think it, I don't yeah. think it hit. You know, again, I'm sure that it was it was al pi halacha, but it was quite uh, it was quite tall. So sukashi higvo alamala meastrim amapsula. Rabbi Yehuda machshir. Rabbi Yehuda argues on the Tanakama and suggests that if you have a sukkah which is twenty amotai, it is still kasher. By the way, any other halachot related to twenty amot specifically? Can you think of another halacha in which we also say a 20 amot, but not higher than 20 amot? How, how high are you allowed to have your Hanukkah on Hanukkah? Also, not above 20, not above 20 amot. Now, what's the minimum measurement for a sukkah? Okay, a sukkah that is, that is less than 10 tfachim high is not kshera. How tall is 10 tefachim? This is a tefach, a handbreadth. So 10 of these, pretty low down. 10 tefachim is pretty low down. Uh, we could all agree that anything beneath 20, 10, 10 tefachim, excuse me, it's not inhabitable. It needs to be a place that you can, a human being can uh, can fit in. To uh, Now, I just want to mention for those online, if you don't have access to, uh, to the source, to the Gemara that we're studying, if you just type into Google, Type in Masachat Sukkah, Tractate Sukkah, Sifariya, S-E-F-A-R-I-A. You will have access to Masachat Sukkah and, uh, on, your, uh, on your phone. Okay, so now we get to other parts of the structure of the Sukkah. So if a Sukkah is not ten, at least 10 Tvachim high, and if it doesn't have three walls, Shalosh Dfanot, a Dofen is the wall of the Sukkah, and if there is more sunlight than a shade in your sukkah, how do you define sunlight? That's a very interesting thing. How do you, do you find it, define the sunlight from inside the sukkah itself? Do you define it by the by the schach, whether more than 50% is covered or not? This is something that we're going to talk about. Exactly. If you have more shade than you have sun. More more shade than sun. Okay, so that is the uh, that is the Mishnah here. Now a few things. Let's look at Rashi. Okay, Rashi explains So you say, wait a second, maybe you want to have a sukkah that's a hundred percent that is a hundred percent shade. So what happens to the part that is uh, that is sun? So Rashi explains that is batel birov. As long as fifty-one percent of your sukkah is shaded, that is sufficient to make it a sukkah kishera. If more than fifty-one percent is sun, that would be a sukkah psula. Okay, so Rashi points this out. Okay, we move on to the Gemara. Randaf beremunalaf again the Gemara. Gimomem Gemara tanan hatam. We learn there. Now, very often what the Gemara does is it takes a source from another Gemara and it will compare that Gemara or that Mishnah or that Braita, early sources from the time of the Mishnah. We'll compare it to our Mishnah. That's exactly what we're doing here. We learn there. What is there? There is Masechet Erevin Davzain Amudbet. So we, we skipped from Masachat Shabbat. We're now skipping to Masachat Sukkah. But had we continued, daf by daf, we would have gotten to Masachat Erevin. I decided not to teach Masachat Erevin at this point. 
So we're starting with Masachat Sukkah, but in this is reminding us in Masachat Erev and Zayin Amud Bet, we have the following: Tanan Hatam. We have a Mishnah. What does the Mishnah teach us? Mavui Shehu Gavoa Me'asrim Ama Yima Eit. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Enu Tzarich. That is the the Mishnah that appears in Masachat Erev. What does it say, Masachat Erev? A Mavui. What is a Mavui? A Mavui is an alleyway. We're going to talk about the halachic meaning of a mavui. Just one second. So if the mavui is higher than 20 amot, what should you do with this mavui? Yima'it. You should make it lower. You should lower the mavui if it's 20, higher than 20 amot. So we're bringing this halacha here because we just spoke about 20 amot with regards to the maximum height of the sukkah. And now we are bringing this with regards to a mavui. One second. So Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, no, you don't need to lower a mavui if it's above 20 amot. Same opinion that we have in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah says above 20 for a mavui or a sukkah is fine. Now, what is a mavui? Let's understand what a mavui is. This is a concept that we studied in Masachat Shabbat. Masachat Shabbat with regards to carrying. The 39th melacha is the melacha of Hotza'ah. You're not allowed to carry from one domain to another domain. You cannot carry from a private to a public or public to a private domain. This is the most talked about melacha in all of Masachat Shabbat. Okay, melachat hotza'a, carrying. Now, meka'adim, meaning according to the Torah perspective, a, a reshut ha'adim, we said, is a public thoroughfare. It has to be at least 16, it's uh, most wide, According to one opinion we saw, you have to have 600,000 people walk through this area on a daily basis. Okay, that's the more lenient opinion. Uh, okay, there's it has to be mafulash. It goes from one side of the city to the next. If you want to think of a, a Rashut Arabim in the time of the Talmud, think of the Kardo in Yerushalayim, which was a public thoroughfare that went from one part of the city to the next, probably, I think it's north-south, in uh, Yerushalayim, that's a busy thoroughfare, all the stores, the marketplace, etc. That was a Rishut Arabim. Now, a Rishut Yachid is an area that is enclosed, okay, enclosed by a wall, whatever it is. Now, a Mavui is Meikar Hadin, is really a Rishut Yachid. What is a Mavui? A Mavui is an alleyway that's surrounded on three sides by walls. Okay, now the way that Talmudic towns were built were as follows. You would have a Chatzer, you'd have a courtyard with a number of homes around it, and then you would have a few chatzerot, one, two, three, four, five, let's say. And all these chatzerot empty out into a mavui. Mavui is an alleyway. Mavui is surrounded on three sides by walls. Meikar hadin, the mavui, is a reshut hayachit. But the mavui opens up to a reshut harabim. What are we concerned about? We're concerned you're going to carry from the mavui into the reshut harabim. You won't even notice because it's sort of, it's an alleyway leading into the street. In order to protect us from carrying from a mavui into the Rashut Arabim, what do we do? We make a sign, we make a symbol. What do we do? We, we make a marker to identify the fact that where the mavui begins and where the Rashut Arabim begins. What do we do? We could put a lechi or a korah. Korah is a beam across, <coughs> across the mavui, or a lechi is a beam on the side of the mavui, at the entrance of the mavui. And when you see this, you say, ah, this is the this is the barrier between the Rashut Harabim and the Mavui. Okay, so even though it's not a uh, it's a Torah prohibition to carry from the Mavui to the Rashut Harabim, it is a rabbinic prohibition to carry from one to the next, and therefore we put up what's called a Mavui. So this is the yeah. 
No, there's no, no, we don't have a monthly, not that I know of. No, but we have an Eruv. We have an Eruv around the, uh, you know, around. Like where we live, we'll be walking up to the pathway and there's like, yeah. Eight homes on one side, eight on the other. And it's... Yeah, but we, all of Ranan is considered, for those who follow the Arab, which I'll include myself and most of the majority of the city, an Arab, what do we do with an Arab? By putting this string, which is really a Tzirat petach, which is like a doorpost all the way around the city, we make the city into a Rishut right, I know that's true, but if yeah. you, would that be a Mavoy? Like if we didn't have an Arab, you might then have issues with a uh, with a Mavoy. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah. I mean... Yeah. Okay. So it's it's it, again. This is not something that we. Uh, it's not so practical today, but the point is that what does Rabbi Yehuda say? What does the, what do the Chachamim say when it comes to the Mavui? What do you need to do if it's too high? It can't be too high. Then you won't realize that you're stepping out into the Mavui from there to the Rishut Arabim. So what does what does the Tanakhama say? Yima eight, lower eight. Lower it. Very simple. Okay. You're lowering the beam. There's a beam across the Mavui, and the beam is what is what uh, lets you know that uh, that there's a Mavui here and there's a Rishutar beam right there. So lower the beam, lower the Korah that goes across. Now, now we have a contradiction because in our Mishnah, we said, if you don't have 20 Amot in your Sukkah, what do you do? Sula, that's it, it's Pasuk. You can't do anything about it. Here we're suggesting that you could lower the Mavui, lower the Korah. So why, why in one case does it say that you lower it and you could fix it? It's fixable. We're in an hour masachat, masachat sukkah. Doesn't it suggest it's pasul? It's like it's not fixable. So let's see what the gemara says. So the gemara asks this question: Maishna gabe sukkah detani psula, or maishna gabi mavui detani takanta? Why by a sukkah do we learn that it is psula when it's above twenty amot, whereas by the mavui we learn that you can fix it? Yima eight, you should lower it. So the Gemara answers as follows. What is the difference? No, what's the difference between a sukkah and a mavui? Sukkah de oraita tani psula. Mavui de rabanan tani takanta. A sukkah is a mitzvah mi de oraita. It's written in the Torah that you have to build a sukkah. A mavui is only a rabbinic enactment. It's a rabbinic decree. When it comes to the Torah, when it comes to a mitzvah in the Torah, we learn that we use the word psula. Whereas when it comes to a din de rabanan, so we use the language of yimait. Okay, let's look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. Um, Rashi is always on the right side, in the inner part of the, uh, the page. So if you turn to the right, The requirement to have a 20, uh, uh, not to have a sukkah that's not beyond 20 amot is a, is a Torah pro, uh, uh, obligation. Okay, Rashi also tells us that, uh, you know, even before the Mishnah was written, this was already halakha Moshe Sinai. We're just standing up because uh, there's a time moving in space here. Okay, even before, even before we, uh, okay, Brett, you're bringing in a Torah. Even before the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, this Mishnah was taught, we already knew that it was uh, 20 amot is a, is a halakha Moshe Sinai. Now, Tosvot, doesn't really love this idea. He says this is not so precise. And Tosfot, if you look at Tosfot, okay, Tosfot suggests here, he says that uh, if you just look at the Tosfot, so Tosfot says, if we had written, if the Torah, if we had written in our Mishnah that, the, uh, that you could lower the, uh, the Sukkot, it's 20 Amotai, you might have thought, you know what, a 20 amot sukkah, 
that's really kasher bidiavad. It's not ideal, but if you already built it, it's fine. Just use it. So therefore, the, the, the Gemara uses the word sula to tell us that uh, that actually it's uh, it, it's 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 pasul afilu bidiavad. If someone, if you know, sometimes in halacha, if you do something accidentally, it suffices. We say, okay, fine. It's not 100% perfect, but it's 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 fine. B'diavad. What we're saying here is that if you have a sukkah that's 20 amur high, totally pasul. Okay. Um, the truth is that you can, but but you can. The answer is that you can. Yes, yes, you can in theory lower the sukkah, but, and, that, and, and that's why the, the Gemara is really struggling here, because you can lower the sukkah, and yet the Gemara just said it's psula. Again, the, what's the reason? It's just emphasizing that this is a law from the Torah. And it's a law from the Torah. It's a mitzvah minat Torah. So we use stronger language to, uh, to, now, to, 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 to speak about it. Now, the second answer, the Gemara gives a second answer of why in Mavui we say you could lower, whereas Sukkah we say it seems like you can't fix it. The truth is that you could also fix a sukkah, but we don't want to get into all the details of fixing a sukkah because there's so many different aspects of a sukkah. If the sukkah doesn't have a sufficient amount of walls or if there's not enough uh, shade or if it's too if it's too high, well, you're going to go through every detail of what you're going to fix. So while it's true, you would lower the the, the walls of the, the height of the sukkah. So what we have to say, well, add more leaves to the schach when there's not, when not enough shade and, and add another wall. We don't want to get into that now. So we just say sukkah. We want to keep it simple. Even though in principle, you can uh, you can fix this. Okay, and uh, and Rashi explains, uh, you know, the, the language here that uh, why we use specifically language. Look at Rashi Tani Psula. Okay, um, sorry, go to Ibai Tema be the right and Nami Shachlemer Takanta. Sukad and a fish in Milta. The end of mean Takanote and Zolas of a Trek, the Shanot Alashon, the whole Takana, the Takana. He go on to go by in my eight because there are many different aspects that you might have to fix about the Sukkah and you have to fix it in different ways. There's different language you would use. The Mishnah is simple. It's always simple, the Mishnah. It tells us psula, even though in principle you can fix this. But now we get to the fundamental question. Why do we need a sukkah that is 20 amot, uh, that is less than 20 amot high? Okay, and here we have... You can't these... get the decorations up. Okay, you can't get the decorations <laughs> up. There's got to be a better reason. Why is a sukkah that's 20 amot high problematic? Why does it need to be lower than 20 amot high? So the Gemara is going to give three because different answers amongst the Amoraim of why a sukkah. This, this year, where I think it all has to do with the schach. In other words, if you're looking up. You, I mean, not everybody can see someone. You can't really oh. enjoy it. Take that on off from the schach. Okay, yafemod, yafemod, Good. So we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to look at this. Why is why do you have to have schach that's lower than twenty amot? Now I do want to mention. Actually, we'll get there in just a second. So menahani mili. Menahani mili in, in, in the Talmud always means what is the source for this from the Torah? How do we know that you have to have a sukkah less than 20 amotai? Amarabba, we're about 10 lines down in the Gemara. Amarabba, Rabba says this is the first of the three opinions. Rabba says, the Amar, it says in the Psukim, leman yedu dordechem ki basukoto shabdiet b'nei Yisrael. So this is a pasuk that's brought from Sefer Vayikra. The, pri- the, the classic Locus, the classic is locus. The primary source for the mitzvot of the of Sukkot is in Parshat Amor, Parakav Gimel of Parashat of Sefer Vayikra. What does it say there? We build the Sukkah in order to know, to remember that our our ancestors sat in a Sukkah. Hashem 
it protected us through the uh, sukkah. Now, until 20 amot, you're aware structurally that you're sitting in a sukkah. Above 20 amot, it's like you're not aware, it's too high. You're not aware that you're sitting in the sukkah. What this is teaching us is that when you're sitting in the sukkah, you have to be aware. I feel the presence of the sukkah around me. Remember, one of the explanations for the sukkah that we build is to remember the ananeha kavod, yes, to remember right. the clouds of glory that HaKadosh Baruch Hu protected us with. You want to feel the presence of the clouds. You want to feel embraced. You want to feel the warmth of the sukkah. It, above 20 amot, lo You're not aware that you're sitting in a sukkah. This is the first explanation of Rabbah. Also, Second explanation. With another thing on my grammar free, if you have something like 20 amot long, it's I mean, it's not, you know, um, you don't need to be a scientist to realize it's a, it's a huge place and it, it holds a lot of people. When you have a lot of people in one room, that that kind of like lessens the idea of actually appreciating the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of love. You. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a distraction of feeling. Okay, so interesting. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Now, the, the, now that we're starting to talk about the schach, Okay, and the sukkah itself. What is a sukkah? What is the ikar, the essential part of a sukkah? So here we have a machloket, a machloket rishonim, that is brought down by Rav Soloveitchik. Rav Soloveitchik has a, uh, his shirim were collected in Rishimot, a sefer called the Rishimot Shirim, which we're going to use a lot on this. I sent you the piece in, uh, in your WhatsApp for those who are on the Amud Yomi group. And uh, now there's an important comment made by Rashi. If you look at the Rashi, the fourth Rashi on the daf, so we focused on the first part of this Rashi earlier. Now we already said, if you have more shade, more sun than shade, it's batel b'roh. But then Rashi said, the sukkah is called a sukkah because of the schach. Is the is the, the stuff that sits on top of the sukkah. What about the walls? Is sukkah not about the walls? So Rav Salavejik points out, according to this Rashi, it's clear what is the essence of the sukkah. The essence of the sukkah is the schach. Okay, there's another Rashi and Dafyudbet which also suggests the same thing. However, the Rambam, when the Rambam talks about the sukkah, he doesn't just mention the schach. The Rambam says, what is the sukkah? The sukkah is the schach plus the defanot, plus the walls of the sukkah. So what is the essence of a sukkah? Is it the, the, the ceiling or is it the walls as well? There is a practical difference here. Is one allowed to use, the uh, from a muksa standpoint, are you allowed to use the walls of the sukkah? So in general, we're not allowed to uh, you know, touch or use this schach because the schach is the tzorach mitzvah. Is the same thing true of the walls as well? Not that there's a difference here between Rashi and the Rambam, who have a machloket about the essence of the, uh, what, what is the essence of the sukkah? Okay, opinion number two of why you need a sukkah that is beneath, that is beneath 20 amotai. Rabbi Zera, Amar Mehacha, he brings a pasuk. He brings a pasuk from Sefer Yishayahu. Okay, if you look at the uh, hyperlink, Beth, this takes us to Sefer Yishayahu, Perak Dalet. He quotes a pasuk. Okay, this pasuk, in times of Mashiach, the sukkah will be a shade for you. Yomam, during the day, Mechorev. Okay, so what's the full pasuk? Uh, so the sukkah is going to protect us. Okay, that's what it, it's. It's letzel sukkah tiel letzel. The sukkah will be for shade. And so, what do we explain here? If the sukkah is twenty amotai, 
what's the what's the sun? The sun that's going to come through. You you want that the 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 schach itself is protecting you, that that's protecting you from the sun. But if the sukkah is so high, then the then the sun, the beams of the sun are going to hit the walls of the tefanot, and what is going to be protecting you from the sun? Not the schach, not the ceiling, but the walls themselves. Okay, the walls themselves. Okay, you understand? And you want the ceiling to be what protects you from the uh, from the sun. So Abaye responds to Rav Zera and says, wait a second, I have a problem with this, Rav Zera. Says, wait a second. Let's say you build your sukkah in a valley, a very deep, a very deep valley. Okay, but it's it's it's, it's the right measurements. It's 10 amotai. It's not pasul in terms of the height. Ten amot high, but it's in a very deep valley with high mountains on each side. Okay, I saw they found in China this deep pit, some out in the in the wild that went down. You know, I don't know, like a thousand meters. There's a forest inside this this hole. Okay, imagine this. So what what happens is in a place like Astarot Karnaim. Okay, in a place like Astarot Karnaim. Uh, means you have wall, you know, the place with, with mountains all the way around. Mm-hmm. In which case, what is hitting is the schach going to protect you from the sun? No, mm-hmm. because there's this natural, you know, barrier around you. So that also shouldn't be a kosher sukkah. Also shouldn't be a kosher sukkah. I was going to say, yeah. does that have any effect upon the kashrut of this? Does it no, that's effect? the whole point that Bai is saying, Rabbi Zeira. If for you the problem is that you want the sunbeams to come through this the schach itself and not through the sides, and therefore if it's twenty amot high, it's going to come through the sides of the sukkah, not through the top through schach. So then if you have a natural, you know, mountains around also, it's also going to prevent your sukkah from being kasher. So they should also, they should that also be pasul? So, and the answer is that it's not pasul. So how do you explain it? So Amr Lai, so Rabbi Zerah responds to Abaye, Hatam dala shot karnayin ikatzel sukkah. Hachadal tfanot lekatzel sukkah. He says, listen, there's a difference here. If I were to take away the natural, the mountains around the sukkah, it would be a kasher sukkah because I built it to the right measurements, tenamotai, let's say. But here, if I take away the tfanot, the hachadal tfanot lekatzel sukkah. If I take away the tfanot, you know, you know, uh, you don't have, uh, you know, you don't have a sukkah. You don't have anything. The sukkah is going to fall fall down. Okay. So uh, so therefore, therefore, you cannot have a sukkah that's above 20 amot high, according to Rabbi Zerah, because of how the, the angle of the sun has to hit the schach. Okay. Third position. The, the Torah tells us you have to sit in the sukkah seven days. Amra Torah. The Torah tells us. Kol keva. There's a very important principle in Masachat Sukkah. The Torah tells us that for seven days you have to re- leave your primary residence, your, your established residence, your Midirat Keva, the Shav Bidirat Arai, and sit in a Dirat Arai is a place that is, um, let me just uh, turn on the line, we'll keep it on, we'll keep it off. A Dirat Arai is a, um, is a, a temporary abode. You live in a temporary abode for seven days. We leave our homes, we live in a temporary abode. I will tell you, when I was building a sukkah in South Africa, okay, when I was living in South Africa, I felt, I really felt, I felt terrible about this because my, my, my sukkah, someone else built it for me. That was number one. Okay. Uh, that was number one. Okay. Was it, you know, number two is that the, um, let me just turn on the, the lights here. Is that the, the light should be on. 
number two, is that the uh, is my sukkah, which was a tirat aray for me, was much more spacious and more fixed than many people living in South Africa were living in shacks, okay? My sukkah was much nicer than their shack. And it felt very strange, even though I'm going into a temporary abode for me, for people living in this country, this would be a beautiful... Okay. It came from the builders called Money and Stuart in South Africa. You know, the builders have bought you a hut. You know, they just opened the windows and the door. Yeah, yeah. So this is so this is, we need to be sensitive to uh, you know the luxury that we Baruch Hashem we are that we are blessed with. So Bikitsu, the Torah tells us you have to build a temporary abode and go out to your temporary abode for seven days. Yeah. Nobody has to be Correct, correct. In that in that sense, it's more temporary. No, but they also have. You only spent two meals okay, inside fine. because it was pouring. It was out. ready. Okay. So so now, what in terms of having a temporary sukkah? If your sukkah is twenty amot high, buddy, listen, that is a fixed. That's not temporary anymore. <laughs> that is permanent. No. That's permanent. That's not a temporary. So Amr Abai Abai responds to this statement of Rabbah as well. Okay, and he says as follows: Amr Abai Elameata. Says, let's say I build, I build my sukkah out of metal beams, out of barzel iron. Well, you can tell me that that's impermanent, that that's that that's temporary. Uh, it's a fix. It's 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 permanent. I'm using barzel. I'm not using you know wood or using uh, you know these, these you know shaky metal poles that we have here. You know, I, you can tell me that's temporary. It might be dumb. Should that make it pasuli? Even though I have leaves on top, I still I have this, you know, fixed, permanent, made out of huge, thick beams. So So Rava responds to Abayi and he says as follows: Ad kaf amad adamu He says, listen. In general, a person beneath, below, below twenty amot is considered a temporary abode. Generally, above twenty amot is considered a permanent abode. Okay, so even if I were to use stronger materials, but it's below twenty amot high, okay, then it's fine. Even though, even even though in theory you could build a very permanent structure, but you know that's less than twenty amot. Nonetheless, generally, less than twenty amot is considered temporary. Above twenty amot is considered permanent, and that's why we have a measurement of, uh, of twenty amot. Okay, and therefore above twenty amot, even if you built a very temporary. Sukkah, because normally above 20 amot is considered permanent, therefore that is not, even that is psula. Even if you don't consider it. Even if, it, yeah, it could that. be, it could be the most shaky sukkah in the world, made of bamboo sticks and, you know, leaves and whatever it is. If it's above 20 amot, that already enters the, the, the form of a, generally what's permanent, a permanent structure. The permanent structures generally are 20 amot high. Less than that is considered temporary. And that's what we go by. That's our measurements. We have three opinions of why you need a sukkah that's above 20 amot. And that better would bet we'll continue to discuss these three opinions. Ad Khan, we're stopping for today. I want to wish everybody shkoach for joining uh, joining in our learning today. We will continue Be'ezrat Hashem tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. in person and on Zoom. I will try to send out the recording for those who want to listen again or send it out, whatever it is. So uh, wishing you all a great day. Yom Tov Lekulam. Shkoach, everybody. Okay.